Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 806 at 55 Care CD Talk Station. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday's made even happier. Regular listeners know this is the time of the week we talk to Breitbart. Get the inside scoop. Bookmark it, folks. B-R-E-I-T-B-A-R-T dot com. Breitbart dot com. I do, uh, I, I rely on Breitbart all the time for the 55 KRC Morning Show, doing some straight, hard-hitting reporting and reporting on a lot of things the mainstream media doesn't want you to know and therefore won't report on it. Welcome back to the 55 KRC Morning Show. Breitbart policy reporter, Sean Moran. Happy Tuesday, Sean. Welcome. Happy Tuesday, and thanks so much for having me. Always a pleasure speaking with the good people from Breitbart. Um, well, <laughs> they averted the shutdown. Um, Sean, I, I don't know if you were paying attention. Um, last year around this time, they had 12 months, a full calendar year, to get their act together and do 12 appropriation bills. They knew it was coming. The deadline comes and goes every year, and quite often every year they do a continuing resolution. Rather than fund the government in 12 separate appropriation bills, uh, they put it all in one giant omnibus spending bill. They continue to spend more than we take in by vast sums. And the work isn't properly done. Looks like they did it again this year. They wait around to the last minute, then they say, oh, my God, we're all going to die. It's going to be a government shutdown. And then they're forced to do a continuing resolution. This one only lasts 45 days. So we're in the same position, what, mid-November? Uh, they, they set themselves up to do this, I think, because they don't want to do their job, and they don't want the American people to know how much money on what we're spending on. What's your take on this, Sean? Yeah, and um, as we've been reporting exclusively at Backbar uh, News, a lot of this really comes down to the sort of problems that House Republicans face when you have a four-member majority in the House. You know, crafting all this legislation is one thing, but actually cobbling together the votes, you know, throughout the various bills that they have to pass, 12 separate appropriation bills, like you've been saying, you know, every single one has to have enough like conservative forms to get, you know, Freedom Caucus members, but then not alienate some more of the moderate Republicans that may have something to strike on abortion or something like that. So it's really hard for House Republicans to call the other votes. And this really just shows why passing the appropriations bills in an actual budget as constitutionally demanded is a very dull task. And I think it hasn't happened since what President Oakland. So what we're trying to see is the sort of machinations of how House Republicans can try to pass all their appropriations bills. Now that they've passed this um, stopgap spending bill, it's called a continuing resolution. They just keep spending the, uh, levels the same for 45 days until November 17. From there, they can continue to try to pass their uh, appropriations bills. So that way they can you know, go to the Senate, go to President Joe Biden and say, we pass these bills. We have a... Uh, commitment from the American people that gave us the House majority to pass legislation to try and improve the country, cut down on, you know, spending, cut down inflation, get rid of, rid of woke policies in the military, everything else, and kind of move from there. Well, it, look, this, the, the Freedom Caucus folks wanted to oust Speaker McCarthy over this continuing resolution. Uh, they said they capitulated the Democrats. I mean, I noted in the uh, Senate it was 88 to 9 in the Senate, so um, support for this passing. But um, 
what seems to be the main beef? Is it just is it is it the 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 the, the more moderate Republicans as you refer to them? I mean, do the do the Freedom Caucus have a a really strong position one way or another? Who's going to win? And this CR doesn't remove the infighting on the Republican side of the ledger, does it? Yeah, at the moment, it seems like it's going to be even more complicated as this week and even as early as this afternoon. Um, the House could vote and what they call a motion to vacate. Basically, it's a resolution that would out uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy from California from the Speaker's chair and eliminate him as the uh, leader of the House. It takes uh, you know a majority of us to get rid of them. It's unclear if they will move forward with it, if you know, House Republicans could table the motion and stop that motion, but it makes it very complicated to see. However, there is, um, for the Freedom Caucus, you know, the, they, they wanted these appropriations bills passed. They did not want a continuing resolution to be voted on. They viewed it as a sort of way to uh, continue President Joe Biden's policy, indictments against former President Donald Trump, everything like that. However, when the, in the face of a government shutdown, Speaker Kevin McCarthy's argument was we'll pass a short-term spending bill to keep the government open avoid getting blamed for that as republicans often <laughs> do then we can continue to pass these appropriations bills um freedom caucus member warren david Savio from the great state of ohio uh has kind of mentioned that we can do this you have to compromise we can have the government open and we can continue working on these appropriations bills and go from there however in the midst of all this drama because there's a lot of moving parts a lot of these moderate Republicans were actually talking about working with Democrats on a discharge petition. Basically, they would have to get 218 signatures because of the Slim House Republican majority. They would just have to get four or five of these House or, uh, Democrats to work with uh, the House Republicans. Then they could actually just push a clean um, spending bill to keep funding the uh, government. And that could have had all sorts of Democrat policies in it. It could have had more funding for Ukraine aid, like a lot of conservatives don't want to see more of, and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of moving parts that's really complicated to try to keep the, uh, the, the House moving while there's so many people on at, ends at right now. Well, and I understand everything you said, but I think the giant point here is that the removal of Speaker McCarthy isn't going to change the dynamic within the Republican Party, and the CR, 45 additional days, isn't going to change what we're talking about in the dynamic between the Republican Party. So all we did was buy more time, and if we lose Speaker McCarthy, that's going to throw things in a bit more of a disarray. But even with a different Speaker, it's not going to change the realities going on within the Republican Party. I mean, if I, am I missing something on this, Sean? Yeah, that's part of the complicated um, sort of... Uh Thing here. There's a lot of questions over whether a lot of this dynamic with the Freedom Caucus members, uh, Congressman Matt Gates and Speaker McCarthy are personal. Um, right here, there's um, some insinuation that Speaker McCarthy was saying that, you know, there's an ethics against ethics investigation against Matt Gates in the House uh, for some improprieties, that sort of thing. Uh, Congressman Gates seems to blame uh, Speaker McCarthy for this, that he was pushing this investigation against them. He, and then kind of thorn in McCarthy's side for this investigation, or the entire speaker's race, rather. Um, he never really voted for Speaker McCarthy to, you know, become the leader of the House and that sort of thing. So a lot of these House Freedom Caucus and other conservatives never really liked McCarthy and never really wanted him to be the leader of the House. So a lot of this kind of came to a head. They passed this continuing resolution. They kept the government open. They kind of 
viewed that as the uh, straw that broke the camel's back, and then you know that's going to be it. But you know, if you're going to get rid of King, who's going to be the next leader? Right. Is he someone that may be more conservative? Maybe with them, it's kind of unclear. Some people are speculating that you know Congressman Gates would want to replace him with um, uh, House Majority with Tom Emmer. Uh, our Brett Bart News Washington Bureau Chief Matt Boyle reported on this, and he's kind of saying that there's a lot of questions about that, but there's even some concerns with uh, Emmer over whether he may be or may have been critical of former President Donald Trump and his actions the last couple of years. So when you get someone who may be more critical of former President Trump, there's a lot of moving parts, and, you know, it, it's sometimes... Yeah, uh, it, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens from here. That's for sure. It certainly is. Um, and I, I certainly, you know, I, I, I need, I know, and I believe in getting a handle on our. We have a spending problem, not a tax revenue problem, and we need to cut spending. Period. I, I'm, I'm with the Freedom Caucus on their strong position on cutting back, paring back spending. We're facing mm. a tr- an existential challenge here. And I understand why they're being so strong on it. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to be the adult in the room to say, hey, you just got to take the credit card away from you people. And this is the only way to do it. But I, I, I know that, you know, with the, with the small, slim majority the Republicans have, it's going to be difficult for them to maintain that stronghold. It's popcorn's out and this is a lot of political weed dwelling, especially when you get over the speaker's role. But it is what it is. And there is no funding for Ukraine. I, I, I th- this is such a bizarre thing for me. Um, I'm, struggling with the situation in ukraine the fog of war is dense on this one you can't tell who's winning who's losing all i know is that we are funding a proxy war with the lives of ukrainian citizens and soon enough they're going to run out this is just a meat grinder over there democrats are expressing frustration over this uh, continuing resolution not including additional ukraine aid and you get the opposition oddly enough from the republican side of the, of, of, of the issue how how is this situation ukraine russia devolved into a democrat versus republican division yeah that's really quite amazing to see this dynamic happen where a lot of republicans and actually more republicans than ever are now saying that we've been funding this um you know conflict between ukraine and russia to you know keep sending them missiles tanks everything like that more money and everything like that but now more and more Republicans are saying that it's got too much. There's not enough oversight. There's concerns about corruption in Ukraine. And, you know, we see that there's less interest. So this is part of um, what actually was Speaker McCarthy's gambit to get the uh, spending bill to go through and keep funding the government. And he basically dared Democrats to say, we're not going to have as many spending cuts or any border elements in this spending bill. So we're just going to say no Ukraine aid. It's going to be basically a clean funding bill. And then that passed. And then we go from there. And, you know, there's a larger interest in a lot of Senate Republicans uh, like J.D. Vance from Ohio, Mike Lee from Utah, Rand Paul from Kentucky, want to see no more Ukraine aid. They think the conflict is going on without end. We haven't seen any much more than our allies in NATO and in Europe defend them aid by large proportions yeah. and they basically see that we're, we're getting a couple months away from it, the two-year anniversary of this conflict and it seems to be going on without end so while many people like you said it's a meat grinder they keep dying between ukrainians and russians and we put ourselves closer and closer to getting directly involved in this conflict with a nuclear armed russia you know there's so many questions and issues that house republicans see at home and you know with the border 
with inflation like we've been talking about, you know, isn't that something that um, we're probably should be more focused on what's going to own than spending more money abroad? It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, and the big elephant in the room on this, we can use that term again. I'm sorry I've been using it a lot lately. Um, the European Union itself has a much greater uh, threat from Russia. They're right there in their back door. You'd think that they would want to pony up some more money to the extent they want to continue to help Ukraine fight off the Russians so they aren't that much closer to their... Well, they're next door. Anyhow, uh, let's pivot over and talk a little bit about Jamal Bowman, the idiot who pulled the fire alarm for obvious purposes of delaying the vote on that continuing resolution. I certainly can't come up with a legitimate reason other than that. Nobody is buying his argument that he thought the door was going to open by pulling a fire alarm. What a nonsensical position to take. And yet there he is taking it. Also reaching out for a lot of support among his fellow Democrats with some talking points uh, referring to Republicans as Nazis and saying that, hey, it's more important than, you know, my pulling the fire alarm that you go after the Nazis in your party. I mean, I don't know where that kind of statement comes from. It's obviously ridiculous and offensive. But will this result in his expulsion? I know some Republicans are trying to expel him. Yeah, that's a really interesting question to see what's going to happen. Um, there's just been calls by Speaker McCarthy and I believe Congresswoman Molly Otake from um, New York to have him expelled or at least fined or something like that because you know, as we can see that he did this effort to, you know, pull the fire alarm, whether it was intentional or not, you know, is one question in an investigation, but it interrupted a vote. And as far as I understand from you know, Democrats, this is basically, you know, subverting democracy, right? Yeah. Like if you want to think about January 6th or something like, you know, they were interrupting a vote to fund the government. So <laughs> going from there, you know, we can see that. Um, one of my colleagues, Bradley Jay, uh, kind of had this uh, good reference to the first law of holes is that you stop digging. You know, the congressman continues to dig himself further into this drama, saying that, you know, instead of just apologizing for pulling the stunt, as at least has appeared to be, he, you know, said it was actually a door, he thought it would open it, and then he blamed his staff after this Nazi reference, which is great to, you know, blame your own staff that's helping you. Do everything on a daily basis. Uh, so it keeps it going from there, and it's going to be interesting how they kind of move forward with this. Uh, I don't know necessarily if there would be the votes to expel. That's going to be a complicated question because that would take 218 uh, to expel them, but there at least to be an ethics committee investigation against them that could find them for sort of violation of House protocol because, you know, Congress, you know, just like every other branch of the federal government, is under locked down from all sorts of police, fire people, everything like that. So that raises a lot of alarm bells when you pull the fire alarm and then go out the emergency exit door. People get very concerned about that. Uh, I would like to think, although they don't seem to be too concerned about finding cocaine in the White House. But anyway, uh, Sean, Sean <laughs> Moran, Breitbart Policy Reporter Sean Moran. Read what Sean writes each and every day at Breitbart.com. I strongly recommend you bookmark it. And I'll look forward to another inside scoop with Breitbart, to, uh, Breitbart News next Tuesday, always at 8.05. Sean, until we talk again, best of health to you and everybody at Breitbart. Keep up the great work. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.